My main issue now is loopititis. I can't finish anything. I've got some fat fucking loops going though. <laughs> That is a beautiful quote found in our beautiful r slash dmv discord server. What's going on lovely people? My name is Hidnora and I'm here with my good friend Grand Sentence. We want to welcome you to our bi-weekly podcast called Based and Breaks, a show where we talk anything and everything drum and bass every other week. Yes, so I'm, I'm very stoked to be here with you um, today Hidden. Um, it's, I'm, I'm quite nervous. I told you that before before we started recording as well. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a great experience and I hope that um, it's going to be insightful for everyone and um, you're going to still be entertained by it as well um, at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm very excited to be here as well. I'm, I feel very blessed to be able to share our, our knowledge with you guys, our experience. Oh, limited with you knowledge. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, no, we definitely want to keep this a, a learning experience for everyone, um, a learning experience for ourselves as well. So I think it might be a good idea to properly introduce ourselves here quickly. So my name oh, is... Oh, hold, hold, hold up a second. Hold up a second. I actually have to interrupt you here immediately at the start of the, of the recording. Um, actually, I thought of something um, a, a bit more fun to spice up the uh, introduction um, around. So... Um, yeah, what I would like to do, and this is coming out of nowhere for you, I had some time to prepare, um, but you didn't. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, an, it's an unfair one right from the get-go. So what I would like to do is, instead of us introducing ourselves, um, what I would like to do is um, we introduce each other and kind of say um, yeah, what we, what we think about the other person or not what we think about the other person, but um, yeah, anything good to know um, about our counterpart. Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm super Shit. curious to hear what you have to say about me. I had some time to collect some thoughts um, on, on how I would like to introduce you. <laughs> I don't have any intel on you, my guy. I don't even know how long you've been producing for with this kind of Oh, bulls. you can ask me in the introduction. I can answer you as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Actually I, actually, I don't know how long you have been producing for, um, but yeah. Five years. Five years, yeah. That's that's rookie numbers, man. You have yeah. to up that game. Um, I've been producing for well, that's, that's what I'm... for eleven or twelve years, something like that. It's probably Oosh! when I started with Jesus. music production as like electronical music right. production. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me. How how about I start because I had time to prepare. You can try to think of something on the spot here. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. All right. So um, yeah, my lovely co-host uh, co-host is um, Hidden Aura. Um, he's from Belgium. Um, he's a little bit younger than me, um, but he is, um, yeah, a very qualified producer. He's just at the beginning um, of his music career, I would say. Um, and yeah, he just started rebranding himself as Hidden Aura. Before that, um, he was operating under a different name, and um, I think he done he's done a remarkable job on it. Um, very very nice visuals, very very nice sound. The sound definitely has changed over. Um, the time that um, that we've known each other, I think at the beginning you were more dance floor oriented, um, while now you're getting yeah, yeah, getting to sure. these um, yeah liquidy um, deep uh, almost deep um, kind of sounds which I very adore. Um, yeah, it's a progression that I that I really love to see, and um, I don't know how much we can say about it, but um, yeah, as a little teaser, there's definitely going to be. Um, 
a release or two coming up um, for my man. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. So yeah, probably we are not allowed to talk about any details here um, on the podcast yet, but... Not, not too many details, but you're exactly right in saying that there's a, uh, a double release coming up on a very nice label very, very soon, which I'm incredibly stoked about. That's been something I've been working towards for years. And uh, I think the, the starting off with the fresh slate earlier this year under the name Hidnora has definitely improved my chances. Um, focusing away from the classic dance floor and focusing more around the deep and liquid, which definitely appears to be more so my style, uh, was definitely a great decision in regards to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very happy I did that. Absolutely. Um, I think your sound has has improved a lot um, since since we knew each other. And um, yeah, starting starting yeah, with definitely. a clean slate, like you say, um, definitely makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, like I mentioned, you've done you've done such a good job with it. Um, I love the pictures you you shot um, and the the um, yeah creative work that went into it as well with the colors and everything. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've had I've had a lot of uh, help with it from one of my very best friends as well. So I'm incredibly grateful that there's people out here who believe in me and who support me through what I do, because those are really the things that keep you going, uh, keep you going through this entire thing. Uh, I started out doing it just purely based for fun, and I still do that. But right now, I'm actually setting goals for myself which is something I'd never be able to do. So I'm, I'm extremely stoked about it, for sure. Yeah, and, 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 and something that I'm, I'm very uh, envious about is um, how well you're sticking to like, um, yeah, putting stuff out there. You've done two self-releases in the meantime um, that can be found on your SoundCloud, which um, sound amazing. Um, you are constantly posting um, on social media, insightful content, um, interesting stuff. So um, that's definitely something that's, that um yeah I, I i would like to like to learn from you and um yeah do myself um eventually as well yeah this is this is an insight i've i've gained uh, especially during the entire lockdown time that we had to spend indoors i obviously had a lot of time to work on musical affairs and i think this is the period where i learned the most um in 5 years time the last one and a half years were incredible to my progression in making music, uh, watching tutorials, playing around with music, making tracks upon tracks upon tracks, most of which will never see the light of day. But still, they, they learned me a lot of valuable lessons about bass creation, about processing sounds, about everything and anything. Um, so that was a very good time for me to learn. Yeah. And I think that definitely shows... Um, if you look at my older tracks under my previous name, uh, being Millennium, and the things I put out now, my two self-releases that just came out um, a week ago and two weeks ago, it's it's a completely different style, and everything, starting from sample selection to mix down, is just so much better than everything I've done before. So I think that's that's definitely key. Yeah, and it's definitely the spirit of of music production as well. It's it's a never ending learning experience, really. Um, I, exactly. I feel like um, you get to the next point where you think like that's the point where I know everything, where I know um, how things work. But then um, once you get there, you just see an endless um, ocean of possibilities of of um, new ways to create sound, um, new ways to to mix yeah, and yeah. everything. You never really stop learning. Yeah, at and it's all. a lovely thing about music, it's... right? I learn every day, uh, albeit small things like 
I think it was a couple of days ago, I was just randomly browsing YouTube and I got this suggestion from the FabFilter YouTube channel talking about how they can match EQs to certain sounds. Mm -hmm. This is a feature in their ProQ uh, 2 and 3 series of EQs where you can route any sound into the EQ uh, and then have it automatically create an EQ curve uh, for the most important frequencies. And this curve you can actually use on the rest of your mix to kind of cut out those frequencies to give the other sound you want to give more room, that, that space to breathe in. It's, it's a very cool thing. And I tried it today as well. And it really helps a lot when you're trying to make room for certain elements. There's obviously plugins that do this thing for you, like Trackspacer, for example, does the exact same thing, uh, but automatically. But I like the extra control that the EQ gives you because you can increase how much you want it to cut and dip and boost. So I think that those small details are things that you constantly keep learning. Other ways to creatively use effects and stuff like that is just... Yeah, it's mind-blowing. People always find new creative ideas. And once a new creative idea is unlocked, so to say, just unlimited possibilities arise every time over so yeah just grinding out music production is pretty much the way to do it there's a lot of people that talk, come to me like for for feedback on their tracks and they're like shit man i don't understand how like i why my mix down is not as clean or this and that and i keep repeating the same thing it's a learning process you won't be amazing at music production from day one you have to put in time you have to put in effort but if you do that music production becomes really easy if anyone could do it in my opinion you just gotta be persistent and focus and just keep putting in work don't let yourself bring you down so to say just keep grinding and eventually you'll, you'll get somewhere Right, it's kind of a life lesson in itself um, um, just with like with any other kind of skill um, it's it's something if you if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and the passion um, and and follow it um, with all your all you got, then you can really learn um, anything. Um, you can learn playing an instrument. You can learn music production. Um, it could be other skills as well. I don't know, um, visual visual FX or something like that. Um, it just it's a matter of starting, and starting is always the hardest part um, of this kind of journey. Um, so the, the first time, the first time you open up a door, it's incredible how many functions there are, how many things, um, are presented in front of yourself, which you don't understand yet. Um, but if you follow through with it, um, then you can, then you can really learn to love it and, and learn to make great music. And I also believe that anyone can, um, yeah, anyone, anyone that at least has, um, one ear, um, better even two pair uh, or one pair of working ears. <laughs> um yeah yeah no but it's it's absolutely true like that and just don't try to push yourself to to things you can't achieve yet you have to stay reasonable in that aspect as well like i still remember when i was mu making music back in the day with a year of experience two years of experience no one's going to produce amazing club bangers with that type of experience it's very limited yet uh, i kept trying to send demos to labels but looking back on those tracks i sent uh, from my point of view right now it's so clear why every time i got declined because i just didn't have the knowledge on how to produce a clean mix down how to make a good track that is not just 
very repetitive that doesn't straight copy other tracks it's it's something you learn over time you have to start doing small chunks and increase your efficiency in your door as well and this is something i tell to new music producers all the time learn the basics of your daw you don't need fancy plugins in theory yes like if you get yourself a fresh copy of fl studio or, or, logic. Ableton or, <laughs> or, or logic or any other daw the the core plugins the stock plugins that they have have so much power in them you just have to learn how to use them and the great thing about these uh, these daws that you can buy is there is the the, the guides for every plugin, especially I, I use FL Studio personally, and I know when there's this plugin that I absolutely have no clue as to what it does, I can just go up to their site and look at the manual for each and every single plugin. Or on YouTube. That's, or on YouTube, exactly. There's so much information out there. You just have to di digest it all and take small steps, learn how to use your DAW efficiently before you think of doing crazy things because in the end you'll always make mistakes against small details but those small details add up very easily to lengthen the process that you need to spend on each track like if you don't know how to efficiently uh, decrease the amount of cpu plugins use it just it's very easily to overpower the cpu and then you can't play your track in the daw and it's just all distorted and you can't get a clean mix you just got to learn the very basics first and over time you'll automatically start creating better and better things try to make great things from the start but know that it will always take a while yeah absolutely and i think um one very valuable lesson um it's something that i wish someone told me when i was starting out with music is just finish tracks just um finish them give yourself a, a certain time limit in which you work on them but don't spend weeks or months on trying to refine the mix down um of a song just maybe for the potential of of um, getting it out on a label or something um i, I think yeah. neither of us wants to discourage anyone from sending stuff to labels i think it's very valuable often you get um feedback from them as well great feedback absolutely yeah, yeah. so um um don't take this as a as a um as an advice in in the sense that you shouldn't send your stuff to labels when you're um a relatively new producer and um, try to go for it it helps you a lot to see where you're standing um those usually are very professional people that know exactly what they're doing often great um producers themselves and um getting their feedback um and and their their point of view on your music is something that can really um push you to go the extra mile and 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 help you to to improve um on the great basis that you already built um there um but the most important yeah, thing definitely. is just finish stuff go to the next track um and try to improve um, um by having by having a decent output at the same time yeah, it's, it's a very fine balance, which just like everything else, you'll learn over time. You'll, you'll be able to efficiently determine like, all right, I've spent X amount of hours on this track. I think it's good. I could easily spend another 20 hours on it to get out every tiny detail. But you got to ask yourself the questions like, will a listener hear this? Is it useful time you're spending? And don't be afraid to just work on a project file. And if it's not good enough or you don't get it to sound how you like, just throw it away. 
As long as you've learned something from it, that is the only thing that matters. All right, yeah, you have to try and achieve a constant outflow of music every so often, but you have to make quality as well. You can't just put out every little every little track you make in a week because that won't get audience retention either. No, it's um, also not not definitely not what I want to say. I don't mean um, publish anything, everything that you're you, that you're doing, but just try to not be stuck in a single project for months. No, or exactly. Half exactly. a year. There's, there's there's no point to that. I think it's just sometimes it's way better from personal experience as well to start over with a complete fresh project file, do something entirely different. You can always save presets for say a bass sound that you made and reuse it in another project but just starting with that clean slate can often give you a big advantage or a better insight and end up with a better track uh, in its totality this is exactly what happened to me for my uh, first self-release under this alias called system malfunction i was trying to create a deep drum and bass track and i was working on this one project file i had been for a week or two three and I was just not getting anything good out. I was like, all right, it's time to just throw this away. I saved some of the presets I had made for a noise bass and a Reese, I think. I was like, all right, let's just start something fresh. And whilst I was making the drums, I had this little groove going. I was like, all right, maybe I could do this kind of bass underneath. And I just went for it and tried it. And eventually it ended up becoming a full track that I released early, earlier um, this year with, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Roughly like that, and it's a uh, it's a great track as well. Um, thanks. Super nice, super nice it's, one. It's a, it's a real nice intro as to what I'm trying to achieve under this new alias with deep and liquid drum and bass. So I think it's a, a very fine representation of the brand that I'm trying to create as well. Right. Um, so so we've talked a lot about um, about um, yeah beginning of music productions and a lot about um, you now. Um, I didn't forget. I didn't. I don't let you. Don't let you off the hook that easily. Uh, you've had some minutes to think <laughs> about what to say about me. So yeah, I would be curious to Definitely. hear to hear your introduction of um, who Ground Sentence is. So, for starters, to me. Uh, Ground Sentence is just a good friend. Uh, we've <laughs> met online uh, over Discord, which is obviously how all best friendships happen. On the internet, we're just a complete stranger. Um, no, but uh, on the real though, to me, you are a really good friend. And this man has, has got some amazing production skills. Uh, he's also got a release on Yuma Recordings, a beautiful liquid track called uh, Cave Lake which I still stream to this day because I, I really like it. Uh, it's almost at a thousand listens, so you guys better go stream it as well. <laughs> um, he's obviously been producing for a lot longer than me, and he's also older than me, which makes him very knowledgeable. And that's something I do look up to because when he approached me about this idea of making a podcast, I was very excited to do it with him because I know that I can still learn a lot from him while still being able to teach him stuff as well. So it's, it's going to be a, a nice trade-off in knowledge uh, because we both have knowledge on very different subjects. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like um, we're, we're kind of at a similar stage. Um, like I mentioned, um, I, I've had I've had my, my first release in 
December last year um, and then working on some new stuff. Um, you are going to have your, your first releases um, in a while. So we are kind of kind of in a similar yep. stage. And I think um, we both have our own ways of producing um, um, decent quality music. And um, yeah, so I'm very, very excited to learn to learn a lot from from this exchange with you and just to generally have a lot of fun doing it. Definitely, definitely. I think that us being at roughly the same level, but on different playing fields, uh, so to say, is a very good uh, place for us to learn uh, about other things. Also, talking to other people always teaches you so much about music, which is also a great tip I could give to any and all aspiring producers out there. Talk to people, talk to people that create the same genre as you. Talk to people that don't create the same genre as you. Just to get their insights and maybe tips and tricks on how you might improve your genre. How this is how you make, you know, special cases in drum and bass as well. Like try and take some inspiration from other genres like like trap, like like hardcore created crossbreed with uh, drum and bass. Yeah. It's, it's jazz. just constantly trying to fight jazz exactly. It's constantly trying to find new ways to make unique stuff. And the best way to do that by far is just talking to people, share your music with them, allow them to break it down in detail to teach you how to be better at making music. Yeah, that's, um, it's, it's definitely beneficial. Um, of, of course, um, what, what you shouldn't do is um, be like uh, this typical person of like, yo, check out my SoundCloud mix, bro. Um, yeah, no, that's that's not the way to do it because you will get you know nailed to the post or for that. ignored, we don't like that. <laughs> or or just straight up ignored, which whichever might be worse for you to be honest. Um, no, just just show some 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 like basic human interaction skills um, before you slam definitely. ten SoundCloud links into the DMs of um, I don't know someone from Noisia. Uh, <laughs> right, but um, yeah, definitely. Um, talking to a lot of people um, is very, very helpful. So um, yeah, um, both both Hidden and I are um, quite active on a drum and bass Discord server, um, the the Reddit the Reddit Discord server or the Discord server for the DNB Reddit, and um, it's it's super nice. You can connect to a huge amount of people um, at all stages um, of production or just interest in in the scene itself um you can connect to people there um, um yeah they are very very lovely people very welcoming in general um so yeah i would i would really suggest um also to 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 talk to people um someone who's been a great inspiration for me someone who's been helping me a lot um was um or is still um askel um who might be known a little bit better um in the scene than 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 i am um, I think he's had releases on on hospital records um, before. He's um, a lot with um, his friend um, Ilya, and both of them make as like insanely good music. Um, I really dig almost every tune they put out. And still, um, he's taken the time to to listen to my stuff from the very beginning on, and um, yeah, try to connect me in the scene, try to help me out with things. Um, he even did a master for me one time. Um, so. Yeah, people are generally very, very welcoming in the DNB scene. So just reach out to them, um, talk to them, and maybe you will do your own podcast in half a year of time. I don't know. Yeah, you never know what can happen. But it's it's exactly true. We 
the DMB scene is sort of a niche, really, if you compare it to any other big EDM scene like house and trance. DMB really, and any bass genre really, still is quite the niche. So people are not going to have this sense of entitlement just they fuck off to you. There's always going to be people like that. But in generally, a lot of people are extremely nice, especially if you show interest in them, they'll show interest in you as well. And this is really how you gain knowledge through other people's experiences. What went wrong in their careers that you can already now look after that you don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. And especially in, in the Discord server when, as Grant said, there is people with all different stages of their career present there and they're all active. There's established artists who've got a lot of releases. There is independent artists who self-release their music all the time but still make great quality. There is, there's complete beginners who might require more feedback that, that they can give but they can give you certain insights or certain cool techniques they learned coming from other genres, for example. I mean, I know I didn't start in drum and bass. I've went through an entire list of genres before I actually landed where I, I was supposed to be. What did you so, actually start on? Uh, start start out with? Uh, what was your, like your first so, genre? When I first started making music, roughly about five years ago, I started with uh, deep house, and I did that for, I'd say, a solid three years, really. Uh, and then I've had like a year and a half of that overlapping as well uh, as just focusing on stuff like um, melodic dubstep, which is a genre. I listen to pretty much all bass music genres and I still listen to melodic dubstep a lot as well. But that was a genre I was really interested in uh, at the time. So I was just full on making that every time over and over. And that took me a good year and a half of time as well. Before I finally arrived to uh, drum and bass, obviously starting from nowhere, I mean, I had some idea as to how to make drums and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing great and poor quality tracks as any beginner would probably make. But I learned so incredibly much, especially through the Discord as well, just sending for feedback and getting good feedback from lovely people. And I think that helped propel my career in drum and bass as fast as it did. Um, all the, the knowledge that got given to me was just so valuable to me. Right, and um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I've, I've actually, um, I've, I started very differently, I think. Um, so when it comes to music production itself, I think um, I've, I've started with these like kind of hip hop beats, but not really hip hop beats. Um, it was more like, string piano kind of arrangements that i that i wrote like two to three minutes something like that um and then then like at that point i didn't even know like how to how to program drums or anything like that so um, i really started at the basics there and um, then slowly 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 um, moved um, myself towards more electronic genres um, i had a big love for for dubstep um, for a few years um, like that golden, um, what was it, like 2009 to 2011 years or something like that. Um, and I really wanted to do dubstep, but I had no idea about sound design or basses or anything like that. So um, I really struggled with it. And um, then I somehow drifted over as a listener to, to drum and bass, um, um, probably through UKF drum and bass um, at that time, and um, learned to love um, Kamo and Crooked, um, very, very inspiring producers 
Um, yeah, and that's kind of how I ended up in drum and bass, and now I can't do anything but drum and bass <laughs> when I try to. It's, 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 a, it's a love, man. It takes over. Oh, it really does. So when I try to make something different, so say, for example, like still like a, a rap beat for, for a friend or something, I'm really noticing how I'm struggling with um, changing, cha changing the <laughs> genre, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's a whole different experience, and it takes a takes very different approaches to sound design and and arrangements and everything, um, which is which is also quite beneficial if you if you think about it. If you do other genres in between as well, um, I think there's a lot to learn there as well. Exactly, that's, that's something I learned, for example, when making melodic dubstep, because I try to make the ones that are heavily uh, chord based. So I didn't have any former knowledge of music theory at all. I've never played an instrument. I've never learned music uh, at all. And so I really went into it with a blank slate of information. And I really learned how music theory works and how you can make these big chord stacks, how layering sounds efficiently works to make full sounding uh, chord stacks as well. So I think that's that's been very beneficial, especially now when referring to my more liquid drum and bass projects. I love writing piano melodies for them. Uh, just because I've now got these techniques of making lush and beautiful chords, how to make them sound uh, thicker by layering notes on top of another, not just using basic triads. All that music theory really helps me throughout my, my daily musical career, really. Yeah, and it, it's and really so shows... I'm very happy with the fact that I, I went through that phase before I ended up here, because that's knowledge I would not have gained otherwise. Absolutely, and um, I think I think it also shows kind of that um, you don't need to be afraid of music production or starting music production um, if you have don't have like a I don't know a classical instrument background or anything like that. You don't need to be able to play the piano to produce music. Um, of course, it helps, um, and, and it certainly has helped me that I that I had piano lessons when I was young. Um, but you don't need it. Um, you can you can learn this stuff through music production itself as well. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to start. Um, just Definitely. grab yourself a, a demo of I don't know FL Studio and um, and get just rolling. Go for it. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing I think. You just have to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And not care about what any what anybody else is thinking or how good the quality is going to be in the beginning or anything like that. Just as long as you enjoy it. And um, that's the most important part, I guess. As long as you enjoy making music, um, then it's time well spent, no matter what happens um, uh, when you export. Right. Um, so we did we did um, not start completely blindly uh, or did not go completely blindly into this podcast. Um, so we did prepare a few a few little um, ideas or, or talking points that we want to talk about. And one of them is is a category that we want to have reoccurring, um, and that is um, talking about underrated and maybe perhaps more controversially um, overrated artists in the scene. Um, and yeah, I've picked I've actually picked out. A very very nice artist that's um, not super widely known. Um, he does have a, a, a decent followership of like two and a half thousand people on on SoundCloud, but still, I think his music is really really great and deserves to be heard more. Um, so yeah, um, if you don't mind, I would like to like to go over to the um, to the category of underrated producer of the week. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. So um, the producer I picked out this time, um, um, I, I thought a lot about picking someone from the uh, drum bass server. There's a lot of talented and underrated producers there as well. But um, I wanted to go for someone external here. And um, the person I picked out is um, called Kid Sonic. Um, he's a, a guy from Bristol, from the United Kingdom. And he mostly does, um, yeah, these kind of, um, yeah, a bit harder um, and deep um, types of drum and bass. Um, so I've, I've looked up his SoundCloud page and um, maybe I can read how he describes his own music there. So what he says... Yeah, for sure. Go. Right. So what he says um, is bringing you the sounds of sound clash eloquently blended with the textures of QZB with a dash of um, archaic and a pinch of um, Kyrist thrown into the taste. Um, or thrown into taste. That's it. That's a very detailed description <laughs> for sure. He must have thought a long time about that one. Every word counts in this yeah. description. <laughs> probably. So that's yeah. If I've, uh, I probably I've mispronounced half of the artist names that he that he put in there. Um, but um, one that's very prominent of them is definitely QZB, who I really adore as a deep drum and bass artist. And yeah. Kid Sonic does amazing, amazing stuff. Um, he has had a, an EP released, if I see it correctly, a few months ago, um, which is very, very solid, um, very, very nice. Um, he's had a lot of label releases in general already. Um, so the the way I, I got to know him was through the label Strictly Deep Drum and Bass or Strictly Deep D&B, um, who are this amazing um, non-profit um, deep drum and bass label. and. They really help um, up-and-coming producers um, with a good, um, uh, good level of quality to get their stuff out, get their stuff heard. Um, I'm not sure if they publish on Spotify by now. I remember that they didn't um, like one year ago. But um, yeah, a lot of quality to be found there, a lot of hidden gems in the scene. Um, strictly Deep DNB, run by a very, very um, nice, um, uh, nice guy. I've talked to him a little bit on the social media accounts and um yeah he was very very cool so big recommendation from me here yeah so definitely go check out the little label and especially then kit sonic um i've listened to his music a little bit um right before the episode and i think it might be a good idea to just share a short fragment um just to give an idea what uh, the sound really is like, because obviously it was a very detailed description, but what really does he sound like? So I'll share a little piece here, not too much because obviously copyright. This is figure eight by Kid Sonic. All right, that's enough of that. So you can obviously hear the, the very nice deep tunes, the sounds of people like QZB and Kyrist, especially with the, the very clean noise bases he creates. He, he really creates this very deep soundscape, which I adore personally as well, which is something I, I'm trying to work towards myself as well. I think creating a, a clean sounding noise base, keeping it crispy and clean at the same time is a very hard thing to master. And he's really got that down pat. So yeah, he's definitely doing great stuff. Yeah, very talented producer indeed. Um, I also want to point out his um, his drum arrangements, or in, in particular, there's like the sound of his kicks and snares. I think they are basically always on point. They are very, very crisp. 
um, very nice sounding um, and and definitely not the same for every track, which um, which it, uh, happens for some producers, understandably. Um, no, he has a lot of variety going on there as well. And um, yeah, I, I really love his sound design. Um, his mix downs are crisp as well. Um, huge recommendations. Um, I think people should spin him a bit more than they do right now. Um, he did have, um, if I remember correctly, I think I've seen it on Facebook, um, and he mentions it in his um, SoundCloud bio, but I think he was also featured on um, Noisia Radio, actually, um, with one of his tunes, which is huge, of course. That's definitely um, a great achievement, especially for a small oh yeah, that producer would be a like that. That's, that's absolutely mad. Yeah, it just really shows how good he re- he is. He doesn't He doesn't get there through, like, size of audience or anything um, exactly but he gets there through his through his sound um and that definitely so. fits very nicely with the uh, the up and coming category because obviously that's that's the people you got to look out for support the artist early on in their career that's a very important thing absolutely it is um small artists appreciate that a lot um, um yes definitely go to their dms tell them how you love their music it really makes the day um or even the week for a smaller artist for sure that's random people that you don't know just quickly popping in your dms to saying that they they like your music it really makes you appreciate all the work you put into it even more uh every time it happens it just brings a smile to my face and that's something i absolutely love it it's a, a reason to keep going for a lot of artists and that's that's beautiful to me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and all the reason to to keep publishing music. And um, as long as as long as one person is is being happy um, because you you made some music um, that they enjoy and that makes everything worth it. Everything you've done to work up towards that moment, um, it just really becomes worth it. Um, worth it there. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Now I've also picked a up and coming artist which has a very small audience uh, in comparison to the, the massive tracks that he puts out. His name is Tom Finster. He is from Germany and he's only got like a little under 4,000 followers on his SoundCloud page. But his music is very, very different towards everything else I've heard, really. It's, he makes these very future bass-esque drum and bass tracks. And he's also done some amazing remixes for bigger artists, um, like earlier mentioned, uh, Camo and Crooked. He's done a remix for them. Oh, really? He has done a, a remix for Rohan. Um, like, he's done a remix for the Caracal Project. <laughs> and yet, he is, is such a small artist compared to these, these big, massive guys. Um, he's only got 4, 000, just under 4,000 followers. But his music is just so clean and it's it's just a fresh breath of, of music really. It's it's unlike anything I've ever ever heard in drum and bass before. It's it's new, it's exciting, it's it's very clean. His mix downs are next to perfect to me. And I, I hadn't heard from him myself until one of my friends that I met on Discord as well just popped into my DMs like, yo you got to check out this dude. His music is amazing. I was like, all right, let's see then. And yeah, he's, he's so different from everyone else. And I think that's a key thing to try and achieve as well when you make music is to stand out, to find your own style. 
to to find the thing you love making the most instead of just constantly taking another artist's track and trying to remake it with like subtle variations that's a good way to learn for sure that's making music from reference is always a good idea but when you really find that sound that that style that best describes you that's a beautiful thing yes absolutely and it's it's very important um i really love innovation in the scene um when whenever someone tries something new goes tries to push the boundaries of drum and bass and um because of the many great producers that drum and bass has i think this happens um um relatively often compared to other genres yeah um but yeah it's um I, I really i really love these fusions when you when you for example take future bass and and work in these kinds of um chords i guess and maybe even rhythms um into yeah. into your drum and bass music um definitely makes everything very refreshing uh do you do you remember which common crooked song he um he remixed yeah, he did a remix for no tomorrow Oh, seriously? So that's together with uh, Mephius, if I remember correctly, which is obviously exactly, an, yeah. another big name. Um, so the fact that he was able to do it, it's an official release as well. Um, like it's out there on, on everything, on Spotify and stuff like that as well. Uh, he also did the, the official remix for Rohan. He did an official remix for the Caracol Project. All these very big, like powerful almost names in the scene. And That's super sick. Just out here, just absolutely smashing the remixes as well. So I think he's, he's a very honorable mention as well. What was his artist name again? Tom Finster. Tom Finster. Okay. So yeah, we definitely yeah. have two two massive artists that should be should be checked out much more. Should get a lot of a uh, lot more listens um, than they do at the moment. Um, so Tom Finster and Kid Sonic um, definitely do check these guys out. Um, Definitely. I've been hyping this, this man up for the last five minutes, so I'll, I'll play a quick excerpt of his music as well. This track is called Eyes Closed uh, by him, obviously, and it's a collaboration with Echo Map, which I've not heard either. Um, but this is, <laughs> this is the tune that really changed my mind about him. Like, just if I listen to this, the mix sound is so clean, and I really enjoy this tune. So this is a little excerpt of that tune. Yeah, so I, I hope you can also hear the, the very future bass-esque synth that he uses, um, which obviously, seeing my background in future bass and melodic dubstep is something I can really heavily appreciate. And to see that integrated into the genre I love most, drum and bass, so clean and so well is just... That's what I really like about him. He just takes all the boxes for me on that front. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely have to check him out a bit more in detail myself as well. Um, Sounds amazing what this guy is doing. Definitely. He's definitely pushing the scene forwards. And I think the scene in, in general, this is a nice leeway into the, the next little topic <laughs> we like to talk about being what's going on in the scene. Yeah, uh, the what's scene going on? Of drum and bass. 
is really growing fast, uh, especially with drum and bass appearing now in the Americas as well. Um, it's on the rise there, slowly but surely. Even big dubstep names are now putting drum and bass in their sets, which is obviously amazing. Um, so it's it's lovely to see how drum and bass is spreading out around the world on a very fast pace all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, especially absolutely. Like if I look at... Um, the, the current status of it uh, in Belgium, in Belgium right now, I'm obviously from Belgium. Um, there's this, this big event that most people will probably know called Rampage, which uh, used to happen once a year, then it went up to twice a year. Uh, the man that organizes these events, uh, Murdoch, uh, is also a pretty big name in the scene by now. He, the man was at the, the, the brink of collapse, really, the brink of bankruptcy. Uh, at the start of COVID, so it was a very trying time for everyone. And the fact that they miraculously survived all this is going to make the scene just that much stronger. If I look at, there's been three events in the last, or there are going to be three events in the last six months of this year. That's that's insane. As everyone is there having a good time, the scene is getting brighter. The music style as well is heavily evolving because obviously Belgian uh, drum and bass is known for its very screechy synths on one hand, which is... <laughs> the jump up. <laughs> exactly. The, the Belgian jump up is has been a prominent part of uh, the Belgian scene for a couple of years now. Like uh, for at least the last five years, that's been, that's been all the music that's been played here at Raze and Drum and Bass Fests pretty much constantly. Obviously, besides the, the two biggest Belgian names being Alex Perez and uh, Netsky, which obviously do more, more different stuff, uh, but they've also grown to that level of breaching subgenres and being able to make different things in different subgenres, not just having to stick to one thing. But the rest of the scene in Belgium has been very stuck to the, the screechy jump up since, and I feel it's evolving as well right now with more and more normal UK jump up coming through with a lot of deep <laughs> events happening, which we love to see, uh, of course. So I think it's a very good time for drum and bass right now. It's, it's on the rise, it's evolving, it's getting better constantly and not just in the UK anymore. It's spreading through, through the entire world really. And that, that's something I, I really enjoy. Yeah, so so um, you've actually been at Rampage, right? Yes, yeah, I've um, so I've been to two out of the three events this year. Uh, the third one is coming up in December, and then there's a fourth one in March already. It's it's absolutely insane. The the vibes at Rampage are just unmatched for me. It's obviously not only drum and bass uh, because Rampage is known as the biggest drum and bass and dubstep festival um, in e mm -hmm. in the EU, of course. Um, yeah, so but it's the vibes are just intense. This everyone's having a good time. Everyone's happy. It's it's amazing to finally be back to to raving. It's I've missed it so much. Yeah, um, and I've actually uh, um, I've actually started to think um, that's actually quite a nice title for our episode. Perhaps um, everyone's back to raving. Um, I think I think that's that's quite a nice starter. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's that's a perfect title. Cool. Then we then we already have an episode name. So, uh, who actually was at Rampage? Who was playing there? So uh, this we've had uh, open air earlier this summer, or well, free party actually it was called. 
um, because that was the concept of it. The entrance was free. Uh, you obviously had to pay for camping and food and drinks and stuff, but the, the, the pure entrance was free. Um, there was a lot of good artists there, especially Belgian talent as well. Think of the the names like Eust and Andromedic, which are both really on the rise. So the, the classic Belgian jump-up jump up squad of Captain Bass, uh, Woodlock and Primates, obviously. There was Murdoch, and then there were some bigger names from the dubstep scene as well, like Oliver's and Frankie Nuts played. Um, second day, they had K9, they had Caracal Project, they had Coven. Uh, Holy shit. Saw, that's a sick lineup. We saw uh, Fund Case as well. He closed the first night. Oh, there was a, a lot of good artists there, and the vibes were just immense, really. We we were frontline for most of the entire time we were there. Imanu, back to back Bunshin. All, uh, all, oh a lot God. of up and coming names were supported there, and uh, that's something I also just love to see. And then the event that just happened so uh, two days ago, which is why I still sound a bit rusty right now. Um, that was a lot of Belgian artists as well, but also some UK ones. So there was uh, audio from the UK, obviously doing Neuro. There was Andromedic back-to-back Faint from the UK. There was Used closing off. There was uh, Dirty Phonics from France. There was Dr. P. There was obviously Murdoch. There was Fox Stevenson also from the UK. Normally, it was scheduled to have Gentlemen's Club as well, but they had problems with their visa to come here, so they couldn't make it, sadly enough. But That's a sick lineup, though. Um, huge names. amazing at Rampage every time. Yeah, if I'm, I'm honestly, <laughs> I'm a bit speechless right now because... Uh, and I'm super jealous um, at, at what you've got going basically in your back backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like literally half an hour drive for me to the to the venue God. where it usually happens. So yeah, it's insane. It's amazing. Yeah, because because um, like for me as a German, um, especially in the south of Germany in in Bavaria, that's where I'm living. Um, it's super hard to to even find small German base events. Um, it's I've I've been to to a handful of them um, before, but I've never been to a huge festival. Probably Let It Roll would be like the closest one for me to go to in Prague. Well, no, it's not in Prague, but it's close to Prague, right? Uh, it's in in the Czech Republic yeah. somewhere. I, I think. think it's like a half an hour or an hour from Prague, something like that. Um, I don't really remember, but maybe that, maybe Sun and Base. Um, I think that's in Italy, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it so. Is. So those would be maybe options for me, but um, yeah, I've never been to like a huge drum and bass rave um, through many days um, like you have now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's 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 an amazing thing, and that's also why I really like the the Belgian drum and bass scene uh, because it is pretty established, and we do have very regular events. Um, but also very close to us uh, in the Netherlands, there's also stuff like Nox, which also has amazing lineups. Uh, and we were about to book tickets um, right now, actually, me and my friends for Freya's Vale, which is their next event in, I think it's February. They already have announced names like Tom Finster, for example, is playing there. <laughs> nice. There's also um, AMC is coming, Apache is coming, Camon Crookter coming. <sighs> massive lineup already and they just started announcing names so 
there's probably going to be even more insane things already, which is why we already want to buy the tickets before they sell out, because they're definitely going to be gone very quickly. It's, it's in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, it's in the oh, Netherlands. Oh, that makes me want it's, to go. That makes me want to go so much. Pretty close to the Belgian border, though. <laughs> okay, so it's the, it's the opposite way for me. Yeah. Um, now I would, um, I'm, I'm, I really look jealously over to the Belgian and the uh, and, uh, Dutch um, drum and bass or generally like um, electronic music scene in a sense. Um, because, yeah, I mean, we have techno in Germany, um, predominantly in Berlin, um, which is quite nice as well. But yeah, there's no real like these bass music types that, that are um, popular here. There's not, a, not enough people in one place, I think, to really support clubs exclusively doing that or even just doing a night once a week or once a month just kind of sad um but yeah that's how it is that's that's what we need to build so um there's a lot of people here definitely that want to build the scene there's something to build on try and connect with local artists try and host your own nights in like small venues for starters try and make a name for the event and maybe it'll progressively get better and bigger as well which will allow you to do more crazy things. It's connecting with people is, is the best chance you have. There is definitely a scene near you because people everywhere around the world are now enjoying drum and bass. So try to find that scene and you'll definitely find a lot of happiness in it. That's, that's for sure. That's a guarantee. Yeah, I will definitely, I will definitely keep my eyes open. Um, I'm, I'm living in, I'm living um, for the most part, I'm living in this quite small village almost um in the middle of nowhere <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit harder there i've met some people who were uh, more deep into the uh, dubstep scene um so we have that um going on there um but yeah um i'm sure there's also some drone bass heads to be found there and then um yeah we should host some nights um, i know some some bars some venues um that would that would let people play even if they are not like super super um popular or well known yeah definitely starting off in smaller stuff like bars as well is is a great way to to get a few people interested and then keep progressing with more and more people that's that's the way to go i think and you've you've also, become quite a good dj as, as well in like in the past year or two right um like yeah, you're doing a lot of sets I've, on Twitch uh, and everything, and I really love tuning in, um, listening. There's a lot of inspiration for me going on there as well. Lots of cool tunes yeah. I've never heard about before. You, <laughs> you always have to share your ideas with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, ever since uh, lockdown as well, because I started um, DJing when I got uh, into uni, so my first year of uni, which is now three years ago. Um, but obviously, that was not the best time to start because um obviously you haven't got a name for yourself yet because you just started so your skills are not honed in either which is logical but then covid happened so there wasn't any way to make somewhat of a name for myself if you get me so i just said fuck it and i started doing these like weekly streams almost on uh sometimes like twice a week back then um on twitch so at hidden aura dnb is that the <laughs> twitch.tv handle um i do i do drum and bass dj sets live um unprepared because i i feel like it's a good opportunity for me to learn to adapt um by not preparing a set and just dynamically finding songs in your library and in the first year of lockdown i spent 
200 hours on live streams uh, doing DJ sets. So that's it been, has paid off. It has, has paid really off big paid time. Off. Um, I'm incredibly happy with the, the skills I have now. And the, the fact that things are opening up again now is going to be a great opportunity for me to finally start doing actual gigs. I already got um, my first booking in uh, a couple of days ago. Someone reached out to me like, hey, we want to do this event. Can you come? Um, how much do you ask? All that stuff. I was like, I, I, I was still used to people asking me to come play commercial music. At first, I was like, all right, yeah, sure, I want to come. But you do realize I do drum and bass, right? And the man was like, yeah, I've heard your stuff. We are a fan of you. We, we want to book you. And that, that was something I could have never dreamed of a year ago, that someone would reach out to me knowing who I was and what I do and book me for that. Uh, they were looking um, maybe to do two events as well. So I'm very hyped about that. Now that normal raves are coming back as well, entering DJ contests, all that stuff is going to be a great opportunity for me to move uh, on the musical front in that aspect as well. Yeah, it's 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 really amazing, and it really shows again. Um, like you just have to put yourself out there, put in the work, and then Definitely. people people will reach out to you, and you will get the opportunities. Um, they will come um, basically by themselves um, as long as you do the work. Uh, put in the work and yeah be consistent about what you're doing and um, don't be afraid to share it with the world i think that's the biggest takeaway from our first little podcast episode here is just sometimes you just have to say fuck it and do things just go for it don't be afraid because just like music production djing as well is something i honestly believe everyone could do Anyone could do it. It's not hard at all. Learning the basics goes very quickly. Like, think of a month's time spending like an hour a day and your basics are as perfect as they have to be. And at that point, the only thing that can really take you away from other DJs is track selection and doing unheard combos, doing new and inventive stuff. And that's just skills you learn by practicing. Just what tracks are cool to double with what tracks what tracks follow up on each other very nicely how do you keep the vibe going that's just stuff you learn by by doing it by having fun with it exploring and that's exactly the same thing for music production as well just go for it just do it you can do it anyone can so can you just go for it Absolutely, and um, yeah, I want to. I want to make a point at least um, for me. But I think I think you will also be open for it too. So um, yeah, if anyone out there um, is looking for for tips for music production or DJing, who wants to start out, or maybe who just wants to get some feedback on their on their stuff, just feel free to reach out um, to me, probably to you as well. For sure, one hundred percent. The best ways you can reach me are like probably just send me a DM on on Instagram, I guess. Uh, I'm pretty much at Hidden Aura DNB on every social media outlet, uh, be it Twitter, be it Instagram. It's it's all the same. So just feel free to you know drop me a follow, send me a message. Uh, I will listen to your tracks because the people that took the time and listened to mine are the ones that helped me grow, and that's something I want to do for other people as well. If I can give them that opportunity. So definitely, by all exactly. means, reach out. We will. We are here to help you. Which is also why we're doing this podcast to share our ideas and our knowledge with everyone. Yes, 
for sure. So um, yeah, if in case you if in case you want to reach me um, for a less knowledgeable opinion than Hiddens, <laughs> um, then you can also do that at um, Ground Sentence on on Instagram. I'm um, yeah, I'm getting notifications there, so it's quite easy to reach me there um, for everyone. Um, yeah, and you don't need to follow me to get a reply, but a follow is appreciated. Follows are always appreciated. <laughs> support the artists and the artists. Oh, I mean, they go you. a long way, you know. They go a long way, and it's it, it's also something that just just I don't know makes me makes me happy and makes me smile um, when when I see someone someone following. It is yet another way for you to be able to share your music with with you know people that enjoy it and help it reach a broader audience in the end so exactly so yeah what do you say should we should we round it off here um yeah i think we should end this episode uh how we should end every episode in the future with our favorite track of the moment i think that's a a nice way to end things sure so uh, do you want to go with yours first definitely um, so basically, ever since uh, the the first Rampage event, after uh, all the the lockdown stuff, when I saw Imanu back to back bunch in live, um, I was very happy to listen to the Distance uh, remix Bunchin did for Apache. It's it's definitely one of my favorite tunes. So, so um, I I had to think on the spot now because I because I didn't really didn't really prepare one. Um, but one track that I really want to give a shout out um, is. Um, Shy by Eskel and Ilya. Um, that was the one that they released on the Hospitality House Party album. Um, and it's it took a while for me to to stick with me, but um, ever since ever since like I had one moment um, which was very weird. I haven't hadn't listened to that song for a good month or two, but for some reason it was just playing in my head um, over and over and over again. And ever since that, I've just been like constantly playing it on repeat it's it's such a nice tune it has these very very refreshing um elements in there which a lot of Askel and Elias tracks do um so do give that do that do give that a listen as well um lovely guys big shout out to 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 both of them all right yeah then i think this is a great place round off a great place to round off today's episode uh i've been hidden aura stay safe and stay tuned I'm out for now. Peace. Peace.